Yes, this is the Morning Buzz on Spice Radio 1200 AM. You're with me, Natasha, along with me in Mankaran and Malaysia. Now there's a new survey looking to gauge people's feelings about Vancouver's nightlife. And to help us through this and to tell us more about it is Nate Sabine, Director of Business Development at Blueprint, one of West Coast's leading concert and festival producers, venue owners and artists, managers. A warm welcome to the show, Nate. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, Nate, you have a big job on your hands. It's the big survey. Before we get on to the survey, let me ask you, you have your finger on the pulse of the city. So how would you rate our city's nightlife from one to five? Five, of course, being electrifying, bussing, sizzling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would put it at about a three right now. Okay. There, there, are, there are good and bad things going on. or I shouldn't say bad, but there, there's not enough activity and we feel that it's not as inclusive um, or holistic as it could be. So we, and we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. In fact, uh, my next question is: What has stopped Van City from being an all fun city? We always call it like the no fun city. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've been saying for the last few years that if you're still calling Vancouver no fun city, then you're not trying very hard because there is a lot of stuff to do. There are tons of concerts, lots of sporting stuff going on. Um, you know, our restaurant scene is world-class, and we've got tons of bars. We've got all of these things, but there are some fundamental things that we feel are missing. And we feel they're missing from putting Vancouver on a global stage in the manner that it should be. We live in arguably one of the best cities in the world, certainly one of the most beautiful. We've got so much going for us, but I don't think that when someone is coming to Vancouver from another part of the world, they think about nightlife or events it's definitely not the first thing on their mind and there's no good reason for that what we feel is that uh, these sorts of bylaws and and this inaction that's sort of been grandfathered in is really what's been holding us back because the will is there as business owners as as guests and patrons as concert goers and even from a political standpoint the will is there now it's just how do we do this properly and take as many different um, stakeholders and viewpoints into account as we can. Well, you know, Nate, I'm relatively new to Canada, five years in into this beautiful city of uh, Vancouver. And I have traveled in cities like Mumbai. I've lived there. I've lived in Hong Kong as well, Dubai as well. And they are really fun cities. They, they are cities that never sleep and they have a very mm. vibrant nightlife. So when I did come to Vancouver, I never looked at it as, you know, being really active on the uh, the night scene. So uh, according to you, which Canadian city really scores high when it comes to the nightlife? Oh, Montreal and Toronto, mm. and down. Okay, so I need to head yeah. there then. So- <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you shouldn't have to, and that's the whole point. We we have everything at our disposal so that people don't have to go somewhere. Let me give you a sort of another example, and this is more lifestyle, and this is more long-term culture building for the city, but we're becoming a bit of a tech hub. So if you're a young person in tech, whether you're a programmer, you're a designer, whatever you are, and you can go and work in any major city, and you've got a company, you're fresh out of school, and they say, hey, uh, you want to come work in Vancouver, you want to work in San Francisco, you want to work in New York, you want to work in Hong Kong, they're, a younger person for sure is going to take the nightlife and the, the nighttime economy and the culture into account. And it's just another way of somebody like yourself, you're only here for five years, so you've noticed it firsthand that we're kind of, we're lacking a little bit. But we, we have everything here. We just need to get the wheels turning. 
Yeah, my my biggest grouch is that why do you th- you know everything closes so early, even restaurants for that matter. And I'm I'm a completely a foodie person, but everything mm. closes so early. Well, that's that's a tough one because that is a a cultural thing. You know, if you go to Europe, if if you're in Italy or Spain, they don't even eat dinner until nine or ten at night. You know, and you'll find people. I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm well into my forties, and it's. You know, people in that age group, people 50, 60, are still eating dinner late and then going to a lounge or a club after. We don't really have that here. Um, so, But those are things that we have to start training people to do to make that the norm because it does add it, some joie de vivre. It adds a little bit of life to, uh, to the city and to people's own existence. Absolutely. And expanding Vancouver's nighttime economy has broader implications. So it's just not, you know, with the pubs or the events that are being held. It has broader implications. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm. Yeah. So the nighttime economy is anything. It encompasses all of the economic and cultural activity that takes place in, and I'm using air quotes here, the other nine to five. Over the years, the people from hotel workers, cab and and um, ride service drivers to the people that do, you know, sound and lights and all of these sorts of things have, are kind of an afterthought. And maybe their wants and needs haven't been addressed. Maybe we're not looking holistically at what the nighttime economy in Vancouver, what the, the potential is. So there are tons of things. If you're, you know, a, a little pizza shop on Granville Street that makes most of your revenue during the evening – you're going to want to have a voice and you're going to want to see the nighttime economy grow. But even with that, we're not talking about just nightclubs and bars. What we're talking about is a different approach to public events. Why can't Vancouver have our own version of a South by Southwest or, um, or God forbid, even a stampede? You know, like I, you're only five years here. I don't know if you've ever been out to the stampede. Um, it's, it's incredible the way that the city gets behind it. The entire city is just, they're living it for those 10 days. And we'd love to see something like that for Vancouver. In- um, yeah, sorry, go on. Please go ahead. Yeah, so there's, there are a lot of stones to turn over while we're doing this and where we're looking at all of the different silos that operate in the nighttime economy that we want to get a clear picture, get consensus, and move forward so that we, we're not leaving anybody behind and that everyone, as much as possible, has a voice in the growth of the nighttime economy for the city. And I did take part in the survey, and uh, I, I did mention, you know, that uh, we are blessed to be in a beautiful place like Vancouver. So just having outdoor events in beautiful locations is, is such a plus point for us. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's the greatest. We, for years, we did a festival out in Surrey called Faded in the Park, and it was hands down our favorite, favorite thing to do. Um, anything jazz fest in Vancouver, the celebration of light. There, there are a lot of great outdoor events, but we need more of them, especially downtown Vancouver. Um, it's almost like the city is designed to not make it easy. But just because something's not easy doesn't mean you don't do it. We've got so many people that would benefit from this, both culturally, personally, from a business aspect, if you're a performing artist, all these sorts of things. And we have good weather here. The other thing is people always talk about our rain. 
yeah, it rains a lot, but it snows a lot in Calgary and Montreal and Toronto. And we can, there's a lot of stuff that we can pull off year-round in this city. True. Now let's get back to the survey, the Vancouver Nighttime Economy Public Engagement Survey. What are you looking for? What is the data looking for? We're looking for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We want people's true, and so far we're at over 500 respondents so far, which is really, really impressive. And that just to us just shows that there's such an interest and such a need for this exploration. Um, we're we're looking for everybody's voice and their thoughts because we're, we're not sitting here pretending that we have all of the answers or that we know or that we've thought of everything. Um, we know what we're doing and we've talked to a lot of people anecdotally over the years and we've made changes in bylaws and things like this at City Hall over the last few years. But we want people to not only feel like they have a voice but to you know, share ideas and give us... Like I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We need it all because there are, you know, safety is an issue right. all over the city. Um, things like this. We, we want people's stories. We want people's insights. And we want people to fill out this survey. Um, have you filled it out? Yes, I have. In fact, I quite liked one uh, particular question that tell us about a memorable experience that you've had outside of the city, of course. And, you know, what was it mm. that really stuck with you? And I did mention my trip to Vietnam where like you mentioned, security was also one of the key factors. I felt safe as a woman there, and uh, the the restaurants were open late night. I'm more of a food person, as you may have gauged. Mm-hmm. But yes, I mean that that's what made that trip so memorable for me, and that's and right. and security as well as you know access and diverse uh, options for people is what is required in this city as well. You're absolutely right. It's required not only for the weekend-to-weekend nightlife, but it's required for all of the events that we want to take place. Safety should always be the very first thing on anyone's list, whether you're operating a venue, whether you're operating a festival or a one-time event. So because that is, like you said, you still remember it, and part of it was because you felt secure there as a woman, as a person of color. And I'm being black myself. I mean, I know what it's like to, uh, to not feel safe. And, and um, yeah, so so that's a, that's a huge one for us. And I'm interested to see how many respondents come up with similar answers to that. That's wonderful. Now, what happens with the results then, Nate? What we're going to do is crunch all of the data. And because it is an anonymous and confidential survey, um, we're going to, so your trip to Vietnam won't, won't be in there. Don't, don't worry about <laughs> it. But uh, we're going to crunch all of the data down and, build a report with some actionable items that we're going to then take to city council and um, as well as all of the stakeholders. And what we're trying to do ultimately is establish an office of the nighttime economy. Some people have, you know, traditionally been calling the position a night mayor. um, And I think the night mayor thing is a little bit reductive, personally. I think that when we're talking about economy and we're talking about economy through culture, we need an office. We need something and somebody that's going to take this seriously and is going to take not only this report that we're writing, um, but as many of the data points within it and all of the engagement, all of the different stakeholders view. Our list is crazy. And take that and, and make a lot of positive change. Well, Nate, uh, thank you so much for your time today. And before we let you go, where can our listeners access the survey? 
they can access it. Um, oh, they can access it on our website, which I was just in the middle of updating. But um, the website, the link should be back up. It went down. The link should be back up in an hour or so. So um, at the Hospitality Vancouver Association dot ca. Hospitality Vancouver Association .ca. That's where it is. Thank you so much for your time, Nate. You have a wonderful week ahead and you've got a lot of work on your hands. So all the best with that one. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. It's our pleasure.